We're so glad that you're here with the boys I met along the way. And one of the boys that I have met along the way is not somebody that I've dated, but somebody that I've been friends with for more than 20 years. And that person is Rob, and he's here today. Hi, Rob. Hello. So we have known each other, I feel like, since NSYNC was a thing. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I was I was more of a Backstreet Boys kind of guy. You mm-hmm. definitely were like a JT, mm-hmm. you know. I feel like you loved the the curly hair. How and did you feel about Justin Timberlake straightening his hair a few years ago? Was that devastating? I have you? to give you, I have to be honest, I didn't give it much thought, but I did enjoy <laughs> the highlights that he had in like the mid to late 90s. Did you replicate them and do them yourself? No, you know why? Because my parents were actually very, very open in so many ways, but they never, they were like, you're not doing that. You're not dyeing your hair. Yeah, they were yeah. not, they were not into that. So I never, my I never parents, did. we did the, um, the colored gel for a little bit. That Isn't that like, basically highlights? It was like highlights, but it was like funky colors, like blue or green. Oh. Yeah. yeah That's yeah, yeah. like, I'm getting into it because it's like a little trashy too, it do you is, think? Oh yeah, I don't know why they ever let me purchase that, but... I mean, I don't think I wore it all the time, but it was something that like was available. There was a point in my life where I spiked my hair. Really? Yeah. I think that might have been pre-our friendship. Because I don't ever remember just, you with It was just hair. the cusp of okay. like... I would put gel in my hair. But okay. that was like, what, 2001? Everybody was putting gel in their hair. You know, we were at sea at that point, yeah, at that moment. I know, so. right? Yeah. So we got to know each other in a summer camp, and we stayed friends. 20 years. For over 20 years. And I think there's something really special about friendships that have lasted that length of time. Because I think all friendships sort of go through cycles, and sometimes you are able to overcome some of the challenges that come along the way. And sometimes people just go their own separate ways. And we have stayed friends and yeah. I'm really grateful for that. Definitely a lifetime friendship, right? It's yeah. People are in your life for a season or reason or a lifetime and we're the latter. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I feel like you and I have just known each other and we've been witnesses to each other's lives in like so many important moments. What are some of those moments that you think? The first thing, I mean, I think about when we beca- we came out to each other. That was like mm. a huge moment. I was... 19 18 or 19 i was seeing somebody we posted photos on facebook because that's what people did back then when you say we i want to correct you you posted photos i was no, 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 i no, was no, still no. nervous yeah you were still nervous i posted photos yes. of the guy that i had been yes. seeing at okay. that time right when i was 19 years old and that was when like remember that was before like all the issues with like facebook and people would post like albums worth of content and now it's just like one photo and you're done for the day um i had posted photos with this guy that i had been dating and you had called me out on it as relationshipy and that's when we kind of came out to each other and that was i mean we had been friends at that point for almost 10 years yeah i think i kind of always knew and i think you probably also were like had an inkling with me as well but i i think you sort of confirmed it with i feel like i've known my entire life Wait, about me? No, I I'm think talking I was, about me. I uh, knew about you when I met you. And I'm saying, did you, you knew know about, as soon as you met me? I mean, very. I mean, it's not a bad thing, but radiates like, the homo. Yeah, I mean, like, I have very good gay on. I was like, I'm pretty sure this guy is gay. Did you not? Did you not feel that way? I I feel like I thought so, but yeah. I wasn't sure. Okay. But, like, also my gaydar is, like, the worst. Oh, I think so mine was pinging, honey. It was pinging away <laughs> when I met you. And it pings a lot of times when I meet people. So, like, yeah, I knew. But you confirmed it when you posted the picture. And I want to talk about that because it is a very sort of low key way of making it very clear that you're gay. Were you nervous before you hit submit or go or whatever it was at that time on Facebook? Yeah. Were you nervous? No, you know, this is, I think it was like my first year of college had been, was wrapping up or in progress of wrapping up. And so it was like, you have this weird time in high school, then you're out of college. 
and you decide to, or then you're out in the college world and you're like, you know what, this is just who I am. And so you just post it and like, it's kind of a message to everybody that you had known at that time, you know, it, this is 10 years ago. Um, but like, Hey, look at me now, you know? And so it's just like a, I think that, that branding, that social media, like, Hey, it's all about that sharing. Um, but yeah, I think I, I specifically put that, those photos up with the intention of people just like not getting questions that they had about me answered. I think that is really very brave. And I have always admired sort of your way of being brave in the world. Like, like a knight in shining armor brave or brave as in like, like climbed a mountain brave. Well, brave in the sense that I don't think either of them. Brave in the sense that... You don't think climbing a mountain is brave? Okay, now we're fighting. You're going to see one of our fights. No, brave in the sense that, like, you were just saying, this is who I am. Take it or leave it. This is who I am. And I had actually, if it was 10 years ago, I had been seeing somebody that I spent 10 years of my life with. Yeah. And I I hadn't, I don't think, posted anything of the two of us at that time. Yeah. Because I was... Nervous. Nervous about what people would say. Yeah. And... I think in a small way, you helped, like my, my family knew my husband. figure it out. Well, you did in some ways. Like, yeah. I, know you're, I know you're laughing right now, but you, you, you did in some ways because I saw that I, you were... This is the first time you've ever told me something what? like well, that, and it means so much. I love it. Well, it's true. That's what this podcast is all about, the boys I met the along boys. the way. We didn't meet on... on the boys! <laughs> on Hinge or Bumble, but we did. Yeah. We, we did meet along the way. Yeah. And it was really, for me, you're, you're several years younger than I am, and Several. You, you're five Half years a younger. decade. You're, you're five years younger than Jason me. is a very old man. And, and, He's and, much closer to retirement than I am. That's that's true. I hope so anyway. So, yeah, I thought it was really brave that you were able to do that. And it was helpful. It's crazy that like 10, like I never thought, this is the, like, I've never thought about that moment. You know what I mean? Like I don't think about when I came out to people. It's just not on my radar. But like, that's great. Like I can't believe that you think of it that way. I do. And I also think... At least initially, I think if people can look at this, for me, it was initially like, oh, what are people going to think? And once you say these words, you cannot take them back. And what are people going to assume about me? Because I didn't ever want it to be like my gay friend, Jason. I want to be my friend, Jason, oh, yeah. who happens to be gay. <laughs> yeah. Since that time, I have found in a lot of circles, it can actually be an asset, particularly when you want to make friends who are female. If they have not figured out very early on that I'm gay, I make sure that they know. Because for me, it allows me to have a really genuine friendship very quickly with girls who I admire because yeah. they know that there's no ulterior motives. It's just that yeah. I want to be friends with them. Yeah. Have you done that as well? Have you used your, your, your homosexuality my gay card. to... My gay card. to... Uh, I've definitely played the gay card, especially when it comes to straight girls, you know? Like, it's, it's a way to be like, I'm not threatening. Mm-hmm. Like, let's just be friends. So... Yeah, I don't think and it's... I actually do it with the straight men, too. Just because it's like... Evolved straight men. Evolved straight men. Because it's just like, yeah, I'm gay... Let's just get it off the board and like move on with my life. I do it a lot at work. I find, I do it at work as well, but I find that playing the gay card, I feel like implies, and I don't think this is what you're implying, and it's not what I'm implying when I say this, that you're, you have like ulterior motives. And my ulterior motive is just that I want to be friends with you. And I know that if you are not certain that I'm gay, there's going to be a bit of a yeah. wall that will come down if you know that I am. Yeah. Yeah. Have you found that to be the case? Yeah. It's never, it's never like, hey, I'm gay. Like you want this? No, it's always no. like. Hey, I'm gay. Like now, you know more about me. Tell me more about you. Let's like knock down our walls. Not yeah. like that. That there are any walls, but like I there's found... a level of honesty, right? Because it's even though you are gay, it's not like you are gay, but it's not your only sole 
100% of your personality. It's not your sole attribute. Yeah. It's not yeah. the only thing that... I would say, like, my sole attribute is just, like, my introvertedness. You know what, though? In some ways, I feel like, yes, okay, fine. In some ways, you're more, I think, I would argue more introverted than I am. But in other ways, you're much... This is coming from the person who can, uh, like, we'll be at a bar and he'll just have a random conversation with people who are visiting. I do. And I'm just sitting there, like, awkwardly because I only see, because we don't, like, live near each other. And I'm just sitting there like, Jason, can you stop talking to these random people? Like, please. Because you feel uncomfortable with that. I I don't like stranger danger. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. I, I don't like talking to people, like, outside of my normal circle. Yeah. I will, like, if I'm getting paid. You know, like, at work, of course, like, you guys are paying me. Like, why wouldn't I not speak to you? Uh, I could be making, you know, money from that. But, like, if it's just, like, if I'm at Whole Foods and somebody's in front of me in line and, like, something funny happens, like, I'll smile and be like, cool. But, like, I won't, like, strike up a conversation and try to get to another life. I hear that. And actually, it's very You don't hear that, though. No, I do hear that. You do that. I do do that. No, I absolutely do. I hear that for you. And I agree with that for you. But I'm saying for me... I uh, am not like that, obviously. I was, I can recall, I was uh, on a bus on the way, so I live in New Jersey, and I was on a bus on the way to Manhattan. You say you live outside of New York. So I, Sounds I, so much better. You're like, okay. oh, I live in the New York City area. I live in the New York City. I live 10 miles outside of New York City. But I was on the bus. There we go. And I was going. It's all about to, that brand. I was going, okay, <laughs> the brand. So I was on my way to New York, and I was on the bus, and I was sit- seated next to this, like, 60-year-old lady, and we just started. You just became okay. best friends. We did. We exchanged. We exchanged phone numbers. <laughs> we texted each other. She's now my Facebook friend. I hope, Bonnie, if you're listening to this, that you know, I really do enjoyed you, that conversation we had on the bus. Do you follow each other on Instagram? Or I you, don't think she's on Instagram, and I took a break from yeah, Instagram. Yeah. But she is on Facebook, and we we still talk on Facebook. And wow. it was a conversation on a See, bus. I had, like I would joke around with the person, like if something funny happened, but I wouldn't be like trying to be about their life. Mm. I'd be like, okay, like we're both in this one situation together. Let's just, like, enjoy this moment. And then, like, when I get off that bus, like, it is what it is at this point. See, I feel that what the Port Authority bus terminal brings together, nothing can separate. <laughs> and Bonnie and I are still Facebook friends. So I, that's really nice. I was, on the, I was in Austin, Texas, and I flew back on a plane. And this woman, two seats away from me, we flew Southwest, Southwest which mm-hmm. is, like, not my brand. You know, I don't like feeling like I'm a sheep being corralled into some... I, like, you know... It should have been business class. You're a little high maintenance. I don't think Southwest even has my business job, class, does it? I, no, because yeah. the person that I was going with for work was like, I want to fly Southwest. And mm-hmm. I was like, I do not. Mm-hmm. We're going to fly business class because this is a five-hour flight. No, we flew Southwest so he could get the points. I support, but regardless... So we're on Southwest, and this person, I mean, Southwest will let anybody fly, uh, like real people, and real America. And this person brought some tacos or something, and it just, like, stunk up the plane. And Southwest is one of those airlines that you have to check in, and you don't get assigned seating. Yes. Well, you know, if you check in at our, you know, 24 hours beforehand, you check in on the 23rd hour, you're on the back of the plane. And that's what happened to me and my coworker. This person cracked open some taco or salad or something and it just stunk up the back of the plane now the girl sitting next to me who i had not previously ever met in my life her and i bonded over our mutual hate of the person mm-hmm. who did that but that was the extent of like our conversation and you're not facebook friends instagram friends you didn't we're not exchange instagram numbers. friends you know i i think she did tell me about her life a little bit yeah. and i was like cool story. you didn't really care though 
I mean, like, you know, we're both on a plane going from Austin, Texas to Baltimore. Like, what else is there to, you know? It's not like, we're not going to forge a lifelong friendship by, you know, meeting on a plane for 30 seconds. Talking about some tacos that smell. Well, it sounds like you forged some sort of friendship. Yeah, I don't remember her name, but I'm sure she's doing well. So I I, I hope that she is too. I I wish her the best. Did I ever tell you, I think I told you my plane story with a woman next to me. It was on an Emirates flight, and I love me some Emirates. If yeah, Emirates ever wants sponsor. to sponsor this podcast, Fly Emirates, please Fly sponsor. Better. That one was free. No, I love. $21,000. I love Emirates. I've only flown economy in Emirates, and oh. it feels like business class on any other airline. Yeah, they it's, have that, that. It's like better than business class. They have that one where it's like a bed. Yeah, they have showers on the in first class. Mm-hmm. I never took a shower on an Emirates flight, but I was on an you Emirates flight. You know you've flight. made it when. Yeah. yeah. No, for sure. Yeah. I was on an Emirates flight. And, you know, I always request the aisle seat because I have very long legs and I like to be able to walk around. You hear that, guys? Long legs. Yes. So I was on the Emirates flight and there was a woman next to me, the sweet Southern Belle in her maybe 50s or 60s. Are you describing me? Yeah. <laughs> yes, you too. But it wasn't you at that point. Uh, and I said, you know, if at any point during the flight you need to get up and walk around, just nudge me. Even if I'm asleep, I get it. It's a very long flight. Just, just nudge me and, we'll, and I'll move. So she said, no problem. I can't do a Southern accent, but she said, no problem, honey. I'll, I'll do that. I said, yeah. okay, so I went to sleep. About five hours into the flight, I feel this massive thud into my lap. And I, my, it jolted me awake. And this, this sweet Southern lady <laughs> had tried to climb she, over me and she you? had straddled me on the, and she could not move. So yeah. like, I, that's literally never happened if before. you were gay before that, you were gay now. I was very, I was even gayer after that. She was straddling me on this I'm flight. I'm so happy that happened for you. Oh, why are you happy? I wasn't happy and I she was like, very embarrassed. I feel like of all the times to have, you know, conversation with people, that's the moment. And like, given how extroverted you are, I feel like in that moment, you deserve to sit next to a woman that just accidentally like jolted you awake while she was straddling mm-hmm. you on her way to the bathroom on a Fly Emirates coach. All right, so let's go to the next topic. And I want to talk about dating. And I want to talk about gay dating, obviously. And I want to talk about gay dating apps. Okay. So I live, as I said, just outside of New York City mm-hmm. and have used mostly Hinge and Bumble, but I was on OkCupid and Tinder for like a hot second mm-hmm. as well. What was your experience on these dating apps? And have you seen any difference between, like, you've lived in Buffalo, you've, you've lived in New York City. Have you seen any difference between the two? Yeah. So, I mean, I think the Buffalo market has a lot more closeted people. So that dating and those using those apps is just more complicated and nuanced. Um, obviously, in Buffalo, like, people don't have Hinge or even Bumble to a certain extent isn't really used. It's mostly Grindr and Tinder. Um, and then Tinder is actually more for like serious dating in this market. What's interesting is when I was in New York, I mean, I didn't really know a lot of people other than you. So I didn't have like a huge network of friends to like go out and meet people by. Um, so I was on Hinge. I, I was on Hinge, Coffee Meets Bagel, Bumble, Tinder, Grinder, uh, really kind of all the apps. And then just like to make friends, I was on Meetup, which I hated. I feel like I don't like meeting people on the internet. It's just this awkward situation where you feel like you have to pretend to be somebody you're not right at first i would rather just like meet somebody in an organic way but i get that like in today's world it's very much 
you, you have to kind of meet people on the apps. And I think that's actually where you and I are different because I really enjoyed going out with most of the people that I went out with. Oh, and I, the worst. I feel like I, for a period, like dated half, I joke about this, but like dated half of Manhattan because I really wanted to see what was out there. I wasn't feeling very good about myself and I went out with a lot of people very quickly. That was definitely my experience in New York as well. I mean, it was like five days a week I was going on first dates. Uh, I lived in Tribeca, so it was just like this really convenient area to live in. It was very quiet. Um, I think that for me specifically, dating in New York was, it was fun. It's expensive. Mm -hmm. It was like, it's like one drink is $20 and it's like, oh shit, like I've had three and now I have to walk home. It's just, uh, after spending, you know, 60, 70 bucks. Um, it's, it, it was definitely expensive, but it was the, it was so much fun because there were so many people who were like, that's where you could go on, you could go out with somebody and if, if it wasn't a good date, but like you could be friends with them, like it would be cool. I've done that. I yeah. agree, I've done that. Yeah, I feel like it's not so much the common practice in Buffalo for something like that. The day, it's just a different vibe. What is your, I have one story that I want to share about a date that sort of went off the rails and how a friend came and saved me. Do you have any stories about a date or two that went off the rails? Because I remember, I will say this, I remember you once, I don't know if you were in New York or you were here, but you messaged me and you said something like you were in the bathroom because the date was so going so poorly and you were ordering something from Amazon Prime. <laughs> so that's a good story. But do you have any other stories like that? I mean, you know, I'm, how can you top that, right? Like, oh, I'm that in was bathroom, a real bathroom, I'm bored. You know, a lot of the times I would go into, and this is, you know, er, when I was a younger man, uh, not saying I'm old now, but when I was much younger and approach dating less seriously, I um, would go into, like, the bathroom and, like, send selfies to my friends from, like, you know, like, hey, check out this lighting in this, like, in this restaurant that I'm in, or definitely, like, order, like, stuff from Amazon Prime and be like, oh, like, sorry, like, I gotta go, like, I'm having, like, I'm getting this delivery, and that was when... Prime Now was a thing in New York with two-hour delivery, and you're like, oh, I got to be there to sign for this delivery. I had a doorman back then. I could have just dropped it off. Like, it didn't need to be... I, I've, I'm pretty good at making excuses. We're not doing that now. We're adults now. We're, you know, going to be 30 soon, so we're taking things a little bit more seriously. But, yeah, when I was in New York, I definitely messed around a lot. One time I had my roommate... When I when I lived in Buffalo, call me and pretend that a pipe broke in the basement. <laughs> Just to get out of the date. Just to get out of the date. So how did you, did you have a signal? How did you do that? I texted him from the bathroom and was like, hey, call me in a minute. An Oscar winning performance from him and me really. I was just like, oh my God, like I got to get home. And like, I remember like going home and this is like, I feel like when you're younger and you're dating, you're you're not as honest with the person. If you're just not feeling it, just say like, hey, I'm just not feeling it anymore. But like, like pouring water on the basement floor to like set the hotel. Like, why would I do that? Like, I, I can never imagine like doing that now. The things we do when we're 25, is just mind blowing. Well, and I think too, there can be situations where you get into dates that are very awkward. So I wanna, I'll tell you, I'll share this because I did call you when this happened. I went out, maybe a year ago now with, we'll call him, I'm not going to use his real name. We'll call him Johnny. Yeah. I, I went out with Johnny and I sat down and I'm often very cognizant of not asking people right away what they do, because I think that can be a really dickish question. And I think a lot of people feel very judged based on the sort of job that they have. Hell yeah. So I don't, I don't ask right away, but we were sitting down, we were chatting for a bit. And I said, Johnny, like, you know, after, after we had been there for a bit, what do you do? 
And he said, I'm a lawyer in Manhattan. And my heart sank because one of the sort of... That prenup on that marriage, potential <laughs> marriage, ironclad, you ain't getting nothing. One of the challenges that I have had in relationships in the past is people that work in law or accounting have very, very long hours. And I want somebody that I can actually spend you time with. flexibility. I want to be able to see them. I don't want them to be married to the firm. And so I sort of sighed. And he's like, why? Where are you? Sorry? I said, I, this will never, ever work. Ooh. I did say that. No, I was... I, did I correct you on that? Probably. But okay. I said, this will never work, Johnny. And I have to be careful. I'm not going to say his name. This will never work, Johnny. He said, why? And I said, because you, I'm sure, work absolutely nonstop. And I'm not going to do that. And he said, well, how, how often do you think I work? I said, you probably work 16-hour days, six days a week. Yeah. And he said, I do. I said, all right. Well, then this is, this, is, this is the offer. I said, you seem really cool. We could be friends. But I am definitely not interested. Not getting emotionally invested. In pursuing this yeah. at all because I am not. You said that on the first date? Yes. You said it within the first five minutes? No, not the first five minutes. Like but within on the, first the first date. hour? Yeah. Okay. Like I wanted him to know this is, this is going nowhere. You set the expectation. Yeah. I'm yeah. not. I'm not. I am not going to be in a relationship with a law firm. Yeah. I'm going to be in a relationship with a person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he did say to me, he's like, You're, you know, you seem fun. And because I work these long hours, I can often get dinner and bill the client for these meals. So if you ever- That is not worth like- Wait, 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 wait. let me finish my story. So, so he said, if you ever just want to like hang out and you're in the city, message me and we can go get dinner. I said, all right, Johnny, okay. So I was on another date. This is when I called you. I was on another date. This guy had a PhD in urban education with people who speak English uh, as a second language. He sounded so interesting. He rocked up to the date. And all he could talk about was spinning class at Equinox. Uh, Horrible. Yeah. I can fake being interested in spinning class at Equinox for like 10 minutes. Yeah. But when it just keeps going on, I just was so uninterested. So I excused myself from the table. Well, first off, spinning class at Equinox isn't a class. It's a lifestyle. So. Yeah. And it's a lifestyle actually that I don't buy into. I think Equinox is a big status symbol for a lot of uh, people. Yeah. So expensive. Eucalyptus scented towels. So he which just wouldn't shut up about Equinox. And so I excused myself, I went to the bathroom, I got my phone out, I messaged Johnny, I said, you said that you would take me to dinner at some point if I was in the city, I'm here. I love that you did this. Can we meet at 70? So meet me in Rockefeller Center, sure. So I went back out, I've never done this How'd before. How'd you get out of the date? I'll tell you, I've literally never done this before because okay. I'm very, I want to be cognizant of people's feelings. Our feelings are all yeah, out there. But I went and I said, honestly, this is painful for us both. Let's just get the check. We did. I gave him a hug. I said it was nice to meet you. It wasn't really that nice to meet him, but I'm sure he didn't really feel that way about me. And not that I long I like how later, you even hugged him, too. Like, yeah. You're just like, you know, I'm just going to hug this just because it's weird. Yeah. I would have just been like, yeah, we don't got a hug, but like, I'm, I don't ever need to talk to you again. I did give him a hug. I've never spoken to him again, but I did have a wonderful, wonderful meal. <laughs> uh, paid in for Rockefeller by the law firm. Center, Paid for by a client of the law firm. <clears throat> and, you know, he's somebody that we have lost touch, but I have nothing but good things to say about him. And yeah. if somebody is willing to have somebody that works nonstop, then like, he's a nice guy and he will take you for very many nice meals. Yeah. So this is the first time that I feel like I'm at a point in my life where I can actually date somebody like in a serious manner. Um... You know, my last job, you know, I worked like, you know, 12, 15 hour days sometimes. And that was insane. I was constantly connected. And, you know, until, you know, 2019, I never considered the possibility of not working as much. And I have, what's crazy is I, I made a lateral move to a much different role, but it's, I'm exponentially happier in just the, the amount of work-life balance that I have. So. So what is something that you are most looking forward to this year? Um, you know, I know it's been a, a really trying year for a lot of people. It's been a, 
a big year of personal growth for me. I'm starting to hit 30, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're having. I'm halfway through 30. It's not as bad as it might seem. No, but, okay. but in that moment, like, I understand. I, I understand. Think, I think if you would, if you were to ask me six months ago, like how excited I am for 30, I would be like, I'm gonna crush it. I yeah. look amazing. Yeah. I feel great. And now it's like, oh, wow, I'm actually being 30. I think that's when you start to question, like, where, what is the tone for my 30s? And, like, the person I was in my 20s is not going to be the person I am in my 30s. And so it's just, like, I feel like I've slowly been building a skill set throughout my late 20s. You know, I got really into cooking. I got really into a more domestic life. You know, being at a club till 2 o'clock in the morning is just not... Me neither. Yeah. Mama gets tired. Honestly, 9.30 bedtimes are, like... The best. I know. I know. And like But I felt that way at twenty. Yeah. As well. it's yeah. Not me There's nothing better than on Saturday morning waking up early and like going working out and like you can't go to a gym right now, but I still work out at home. Then I like have some coffee and go to the go to the grocery store and then like you know, I, and like I'm done with all my stuff that I need to do by like ten thirty and I can just have the rest of the day to mm-hmm. do whatever. I love a good Saturday nap. Saturday naps are like very key to who I am as a human being. What are you most, if anything, fearful of for the next year? For the next year? Um, I One of the things that I think I, I'm way too hard on myself sometimes, you've told me that before, and I think I, I am a perfectionist. That's like that type A personality inside of me. Um, and I just want everything to be perfect all the time. And I, like, that's the one thing I, I fear that I won't give myself credit throughout the year. I'll focus so much on like what could have gone better rather than like, oh no, that actually went really well. I'm proud of myself. And so that's something I need to really work on. I think we all do that, like negativity bias. So like things can go really well. People can, 10 people can say nice things about you, but if one person says something yeah. bad, that is what you focus on. That's I do social that media to a C. It's like, yeah. you can spend like weeks feeling great about yourself and then you see somebody's post and it just like causes you to like, and it, it, it could be somebody that you don't, like you don't even know. It's just like that, that like picture perfect lifestyle that isn't yeah. it doesn't mirror yours um can could you know impact you that's why i like you know take those a lot of time you and i talk about this a lot is just taking time off of social media whether that means deleting the app and only just using like the web browser to access it um i think it's important to just carve out that that space away from mm-hmm. so, i sh- I totally agree with you. And as we wrap this up, I want to say we have been friends for 20 years. I anticipate that we will be friends for many, many years beyond that. And I really appreciate you coming on my little, you know, random podcasts. It is super low budget. It's being recorded on an iPhone. We're sitting in a park. Yeah, it's, but it's amazing. Thank you. The park is amazing. I thought you were talking about my podcast. No, I was talking about the park, but I'm sure the podcast will be amazing. Oh, okay. Yeah, the park's the park's I can't fine. wait for my mom to listen to it. I hope that I hope that Dub does listen yeah. to it. Actually, shout out to my parents because I love you both very much, and I hope you listen to this. I hope that you do, too, and I hope that you share it. And if you are enjoying the boys I met along the way, and you, you have an idea for a guest, some of them are going to be people that I have met along the way through dating apps, and others are people like Rob. So we do hope you continue to listen and subscribe. And we thank you for joining us on this episode of The Boys I've Met Along the Way. Thank you, Rob. Thanks.